Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Trip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Welcome back, High Sticks Super Kicks Podcast, episode 51. Bob and Dave. Do you hear the defeat in all of our voices? This is going to be one of those shows. If you're looking for positivity, if you're on a suicide watch and a devil's fan. Thank you. Thank you for the download, but just turn it off about now. You might want to. We're labeling. might want to try the bridge anyway. We're labeling this show Beautiful Disaster, as you hear from the uh, great little band from the 90s, 311. Reminds me of college. I'm sorry I did that. It's a good time. Good, <laughs> good time. to go. Good time. All right. Reminds me of driving oh, from no. Massachusetts to New Jersey. Massachusetts. Wicked good time. Wicked. Hey, we're on the Boston kick already. <laughs> yeah, speaking <laughs> of Boston, who kicked our... Okay, look, uh, last night's game was not fun. Uh, I anticipated to lose. What I didn't really anticipate was to lose... That badly, two goals in 13 seconds, was it, in I the think, first period? I think Blake Coleman said it like, you know, you you go into the third period down a goal. You know, you score a goal late right. at the end of the period. You should be fired up in the locker room, and they weren't, which tells me this team, there's something eating at it. We- I don't want to say it's Hall. I don't want to say it's the coaches. I don't want to say it's Corey being sent down because he was a good, a, a good locker room guy, mm-hmm. but something is eating this team. It, I know we mentioned it before. Is it, it, it? And I think I texted you earlier. It popped in my head is Hall's demeanor is different this season than it was last season. Deme- yeah. Demeanor itself. Now, you, you listen to what he says after a loss, and it's all pissy and this this effing sucks and whatever. And then when we win, it's a little happier, but there's the same whatever. So what if it's one of those, I told Shiro I needed more talent and you got me that talent, but I want the coach gone too. And you didn't do that. See, I don't think he, I don't think, I think if Hall went to Shiro, which is, it's kind of a dick move for a player to kind of go over the coach's head, but look, it's not working. And somebody in that locker room needs to go to Shiro and say that. Whether it's Hall's the problem or, you know, you made the mistake with Corey or you, it's Hines. Somebody, for the sake of the 20, 
24-man, 25-man roster right now has to go in and say something to Shiro to make him aware. Because, yeah, you know what? You have Fitzpatrick on the bench, but like every time a team goes into a tailspin, what does the team always do? The team, not the coaches and the coaching staff. What do they always do? They always have, oh, we're going to have a closed-door meeting. Yeah. You know, no coaches, no nothing, and just... Haven't heard We haven't heard done that. It. You haven't we heard haven't, about it. Right, because you know what? I think that there's a giant fracture in this team. There's this side and this side, and I don't want to say who's on what side or whatever, but there's something... They're, they're not a brotherhood, and it's right not in. a swipe at, at, at marketing stuff, but it's not that... They're no. not... On the outside, it, it's a marketing scheme. On the inside, it's not. But maybe... Maybe it's not the marketing scheme. Maybe it's like Heinz's message. The, like the last three years has been like, together we fight, together this. And maybe it's just him trying to send a fucking message to the team. Like we have to, f- we either fight together and win or lose as individuals. Like maybe that's, maybe that's what this team is. And then you bring in a guy like fucking Subban who... Everyone says he's a team guy, but he's been on three teams where they all say that maybe his shine, he tries to shine a little too bright for himself. Maybe. There's something. There's something eating. I don't want to use the word cancer on Hockey Fight Cancer Month, but there's something eating, and it started last year. Maybe. Where something is growing. So okay, so so let's we'll, we'll talk about that real quick. So last year, right, Hall wasn't even a part of the team last year because he was hurt, right? He was away, he was doing whatever, right? Rehab, whatever. Um, but you, if if you if going on that idea, if something was happening last year and Hall wasn't there, okay. So now you now you're really taking him out of the equation. So what's different now? Now you got rid of a locker room guy. It's still here, and I still go back to the whole thing of if. Like last year, we were winning a little bit. Hall got injured, and then that next game or next couple games, we just like shit the bed. Corey got sent down, and I know it was Boston last night, but we got our ass kicked, and we won two straight. That's the team that's supposed to kick your ass, though. Which, like I said, I didn't mind them. I didn't mind losing. I just minded getting our asses kicked, considering how we played the last two games. So I always think it's two steps forward and one fucking step back. Um, I honestly think, and I texted you this, I don't think Shiro is dumb to look at this team and going, not that we're not this bad or we should be better than this. It should be, what the hell? Like, There's, there's one thing in playing your heart out and losing because you're not talented enough. There's another thing in just no fire, no burn. Which we don't have. We have no Other fire. than Coleman, Hughes, Zaka. Hall on occasion. There Hall are spurts. When, when he's feeling up to it, that's pretty much it. And Blackwood, I mean, at times. But, like, there's no... I said to one of the guys I work with who's a Devils fan, and I said, when was the last time we had a fight? Like, we were getting our asses kicked. There's And, and the Bruins could have skated with fucking eggs on them, and none of them would have broke. No. Like, there's no, like, oh, fuck it, we're losing. All right, well, I'm going to take some names so that the next time they know. There, Nothing. There, there's a bunch of waving gloves and faces, oh, and that's, that's about it. But 
Like, we went and got Simmons. Simmons was the biggest dick to play against. Like, everybody said it. Woods said it. Coaching staff said it. And now he's a fucking pussycat. So, again, let's let... I mean, we're kind of building evidence, not to get political, like... You know, like everybody's impeach building them. Yeah. Impeach, impeach Hines. So, so we're getting all this stuff all together. And look, how does somebody not have that sign? <laughs> I, I just look at this point is it, for me as being a fan and you can contradict me since you being the coach and more on ice stuff. You've made all these moves in the offseason and I consider Hall a move because you didn't have him last year and now you have him yeah. back. OK, so you got Hall, you got Subban, you got Hughes now. Okay, Simmons. You, you Simmons. You got Simmons. Um, Simmons. You have um, Gusev, right? And you have the momentum of guys coming back from last year. You have a good group of guys. You have a talent now. You can roll at least three lines. You have three uh, te- D-men teams. You you have a goalie. Okay, sort of. Something is wrong, and something yeah. needs to change. Look. If if Hines is gonna die on a sword, fine. But he, you have to realize this that you have enough talent where you can say, you know what, I'm building my team up so that people want to come and play here in the future. And we're not getting that. We're not. And, and I, we keep saying at least fire Nazardine. Yeah. There, somebody. I think it's one or all. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. It's either Hines or or everybody. It's Hines and everybody or nobody, or nobody. gets fired. Then I say Heinz, and I'm sorry, and yeah, I, I, I do. don't know, and I don't know who you replace with, but you know what? That locker room needs a spark. They'll, look, if you bring in freaking, I don't, I don't, if you bring you in, right, <laughs> and and you say the exact same thing, the exact same freaking way as Heinz did, and they do better, okay, it's just a different voice saying the same thing, but now you're playing better. Well, I mean, we're gonna get into in our next segment about like things that I would do differently. If I was coaching, so that was a good segue, though. Yeah. So we just run through real quick. I mean, Corey was sent down. He's going. He needs bad. it. He, yeah. Everybody says that, but he needs it. He needs to get back on track so that he can positively contribute. My yeah. only problem is that he's gonna he's gonna go like twenty five and zero in Binghamton and come back and be the old Corey, the the, the Corey that the Devils play on broken eggs in front of every yep. game. It, it's and on top of that, I could see somebody claiming him if we brought him back up. If he goes on a on a on a tear, yeah. right? Because what's six million dollars at this point? And if well, it would be three million dollars if we called him back up, because we would have to pick up half of his salary. Oh, easy peasy! And the Rangers can fucking pick him up. Well, they don't need goalies; they're good enough oh. right now. It would be like Columbus can, can Columbus. Fucking... Um, hey, what about the pen? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was that. Uh, rumors now of Calgary kind of wanting to blow it up. I don't. I don't know. I'm just reading stuff and and people are like is is Johnny Goudreau just? It was the, on Thirty One Thoughts. They, I didn't listen to it, but I saw the headlines that they were talking about. Uh, hey, should Calgary trade him? Hey, you know what, the Jersey guy. Um, <laughs> look, you want to flip Johnny Cor- Goudreau's you coming wa- back? You want to flip Corey for Goudreau? Whatever. No, that's you want. That's not going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> So what would it take? You think it, it's got to be like Boquist? It's got it's got to be Ty Smith. It's got to be something of substance going back and I, Wood and and a draft pick. I would say Hall because isn't he like a Western Canada? Isn't he from like Calgary? Yeah, area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it'd be a go home, go home. I don't think it's going to be a one for one. No. Um, Hall Schneider. 
if we were to send Hall to Vancouver, I thought about it the other day because somebody said Hall and Schneider for Markstrom and Quinn Hughes. No. Yeah. I would jump at that. I don't really like Markstrom. I don't think he's an upgrade in goaltending, although no. people say he's good. Um, I would say that's like a salary. That's like like that's a salary dump in like the NFL. Where like here you take all you take this player. It's like sending him to Ottawa for I, a sixth yeah. round pick. I would I would say that if I was Vancouver, I would say you're taking Louis Erickson. If we're taking Corey's six million, you're taking somebody else's bad contract, right? Um, what would it take to get Goudreau? I would say if we're trading Hall because some websites say he's on the block. Um, Hall, probably Boquist, and... And a defenseman. I would say a pick. And if it's not Boquist, it's going to be a defenseman. Maybe Riley Walsh. <sighs> you, see, you see how bad these things get when, like, when you're in turmoil like this? And then... We would have to take something besides Goudreau back because they're going to want cap space mm-hmm. to sign Hall if they can. Um, I wouldn't even know because I don't really know who makes big money other than Goudreau. And but I, I but would welcome him. But let's let's go on the flip side. What if you just get Goudreau and Hall stays for now? Right? Does that still give him the opportunity to go? We've upgraded. You know what's the chances of you? Putting pen, putting no, pen to paper. He, here's the thing, and I texted you this today. I believe it was today. I don't know. My days and nights are all fucked up. Um, Hall says that he wants to go to a team where he can win and play in the playoffs. He's only been in the playoffs once with uh, us. With us. Maybe it's not us. <laughs> Meaning, maybe it's not the teams that he's been on. Maybe it's Taylor Hall. And I think I told this to you the other night is that Taylor Hall needs to stop thinking that he needs to put it on the shoulders. If I was sitting in front of him in a, in a, in a, in a Hoboken fucking, you know, restaurant at noon when he's sitting all by himself, Jersey city, he likes Porta, whatever. I would look him straight in the face and go, dude, you, you're, you are on a team that can roll three lines, possibly four lines. You have three three sets of defensemen that are decent enough. They're they're okay. C plus, but they're NHLers. Okay, look beyond our team. Look at the pipeline. Okay, but he doesn't want it. He's heard that f- speech, but he, it's different than Edmonton. It's not though, because look at it. He he came in. He was the first overall pick, and they sucked, and they got another one, and they said, "Oh look, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you got your center to play with. He's gonna be great." And then they drafted Oscar Clefbaum, and it was, oh, now you've got the defenseman to get you the puck. And then it was Nail Yakupov, so we'll just skip that one. <laughs> <clears throat> then it was, oh, we got Leon Dreisaitl. When he comes up, oh, now you're going to have a center and a wing. We're going to have a one-two punch. And then they got Connor fucking McDavid. And it was like, we've got the greatest player, McJesus. Yeah, but look. And look, now it's. Not this year and they is still when, sucked right. with all of that. Right. So maybe it's not the teams he's on. Maybe it's Taylor Egg and Ham and Cheese Hall. In the end, he needs to stop putting 
everything on his fucking shoulders and just be be just your dance. be be your skill set. Yeah. Just do do what you you we're got not, drafted we're not to asking, do. Yeah, we're not asking him to fucking kill penalties. I'm not asking him to, you know, play defense. I'm not asking him to be Bobby Carpenter. I'm asking him to be the guy that won the MVP, that drives the offense. I'm not asking for who anything now, else. Who now has three other lines that can contribute yeah. offensively. Be- before, when, when during his MVP season, who was it? Taylor Hall with Nico Heischer, and then who? Was it well? It was well, Palmieri, Palmieri and okay. Brett. Okay, oh, oh, all right. So that there's what four, and then what? Yeah. So now you can roll three, without you having to score seven goals a game, having eight points, whatever. Just, you, you, it's like one of those you have to get in, inside of his head and go. Stop fucking around and just do it. Just fucking dance, dude. That's all you need to do. And I, I look. If if we start winning and he's scoring a goal or whatever, doing assists, and he's doing his normal turnover per game and stupid look pet, whatever, but we're winning, I can forget it because you know what? That's you. Right, but that, that's, that's, that's you. That's the difference between us and, Boston. and the top, or, top echelon. Like watching Boston play us last night, it was like watching the Devils play every team in the late 90s and early 2000s. Like they got their two-goal lead, 3-1, and then it was just like, squeeze right, you to death. Let's squeeze you to death and force you to like Bryce Salvador. And I texted to you. I was like, Bryce Salvador broke down perfectly the devil's problems in the neutral zone and the defensive zone. Why can't the coaches do and, this? And then on the forecheck, he broke it down perfectly, like to the point where he's like, here you see Nico. He's going in too deep. Now Boston makes one pass. And the defenseman pinches, hauls here, and now it's a three on two the other way. And that was the Pasternak one-time goal. He's like, it's that simple. He goes, it's that simple as in Nico not taking the right kind of angle so that he could be back in position and prevent a breakout pass. But I don't want to play a blame game, but who's to blame on something of that breakdown? It's the coaching staff. Just looking at film and going, this is what you need to do. Yeah, it's, and it's the coaching staff. Out. I mean, when I coached and we would record our games, we had a program that every kid had to sign up for. I forget the fucking name of the program. Sorry, they're not getting free advertising. Um, <laughs> but I would watch the game the next day. And, you know, just like fucking Salvador, I would draw the lines and be like, look, you're taking the wrong angle. Like, it, it doesn't take a fucking brain surgeon. And these guys have been playing long enough in their life, they should know better. If you're thinking, I might be able to get to that puck, that's the difference between Lemaire and what we have now as a coaching staff. Like, Lemaire was, you're either getting it, and if you can't get that puck 100% sure you can't get that puck, don't bother. Pull back. I'd rather it be... Them breaking out against four of us or three of us, then one or two, yeah. one or two, and have a two on one, and that's the difference. Like we're supposed to play that fast attacking. Well, you know what? We don't have the fucking manpower to play that way. So maybe we need to go to the what the hell's his name, the the old Toronto coach, where he played a one three one. Right. That you know what? It was boring. The dude with the scar on his face. What the fuck is his name? Boucher. Ah, uh, yeah. There, there's the guy you can. He's not coaching now. 
Exactly. Why? I get it. It was European and KHL, whatever, but anyway. So, yeah, and uh, just as of this morning, there uh, a tweet from uh, somebody named Incarcerated Bob. I don't know who it is, but his, this person's track record isn't bad, considering. I mean, he's, it's, it's not like some of the other ones were like, hey, guess what? Patrick Line is going to the Devils for like a sixth-round pick. Yeah. Bank on it. And it you know, pro, doesn't happen. Pro hockey rumors. Whatever it is. Incarcerated Bob's pretty... The Dave Metzlers of uh, hockey. (laughs) 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 Don't call it. I think that's a porn line. (laughs) All right. So we want to go into issues with our team, the difference between our team and a successful team. Uh, Pretty much. I mean, not to shortcut you, but these five issues can all be summed up to look like Last night, you look at what Boston was. You look at what we were. Be more Boston. Be less, less us. Yeah. And there you go. But. Well, I think the first issue is we don't regroup well. If you want a real lesson on what regrouping, and if I would tell you what regrouping is, but if you're a hockey fan listening to this podcast and you don't know what regrouping is, why are you listening to us? But thank you. Um, regrouping is when we're in the neutral zone with the puck and we're about to go into their zone or you know the puck comes out of the offensive zone and we have to go back to our blue line and kind of regroup to come back into the zone if you want a lesson on how it should have how it should be go watch any devil game in the late 90s into the 2000s where you'd have stevens hold on to the puck and, and moving his feet a little bit and if someone came on to him he'd give it back to Niedermeyer and you'd see the wings and the centers all crisscrossing so that they're getting into open lanes so that when they get the puck they're moving into the offensive zone with speed mm-hmm. nowadays if you watch you'll see it'll go from Severson to Butcher and they're both standing still on the blue line that's another with, thing I've seen is that we stand still yeah. now we and don't move. They're standing still on the blue line, on the on our blue line. Our wingers are standing still on the other team's blue line. And the only person that's moving is the center to kind of give some su- support. And if I'm forechecking against you, I just say, just watch the forwards because the defense aren't moving. The defense isn't moving, so I know they're not going to skate up with the puck. Right. Let them sit there. Let them sit there. Let them force a stupid fucking pass up to the wings or force a pass to a center who's moving and has no other options. There's no support. No support. We, we, we force stupid passes up the boards, and then we have to chip it in, but because we're at a standstill on the blue line... You're losing that. We're losing the, those battles other than maybe Wood and Hall. And that's only And those four. are two guys... And a Coleman. And those are, you know... And you're on, and they're only battling for a couple seconds before they're popping it off the stick and going back the other way. There's there's zero support for the man who gets the puck in motion. None. Just watch the game. When's the next game? Saturday. Friday. Friday. Against, Pens- against Penguins. Oh great! That's that'll be a real test against a, a Crosby Latangless team. But just watch how. On the four, on on the regroup. Let's just say it's Steverson, Steverson and, and, and Subban. They're both standing still. 
The other team's not even forechecking you. They're giving you from the blue line to the red line to either skate the puck or dump it in. We're standing still. You're going to have Hughes, Heischer, Zajac to an, a, a point. They're going to they're gonna make a big circle to, to come in and give support. The defense gives them a pass in motion, and then they just chip it to the guy standing still. Well, that's not doing anything. You might as well just get to the red line, dump the puck in, and have everybody... And get a line change. Yeah, just just constant line changes. Our, our second issue, and you really saw this last night, is our offense is way too content up against the boards. That we once we do get into the attacking zone... That's all your shots that are we're, coming we're, We just stay along the boards. It's like playing a video game where I'm going to go down the boards into the corner behind the net and then try to wrap it around or try to force a pass to the middle or we force it up to the point and we go D to D like we always do. And then, oh shit, we have nothing. So we just dump it back into the fucking corner and we lose the puck and then it comes back the other way. It's, it's so fucking frustrating that you look at a guy like Coleman, you look at a guy like Hayden, you look at Zaka, and the reason that line was kind of successful is because when they get the puck deep, they cycle the puck. They force the other team to make a mistake. It's the oldest hockey play out there, and it, the reason teams still do it is because it works, and we don't. We get Taylor Hall coming full speed down the boards, and then he gets to the bottom of the circle, and he stops. Sn- snows the boards, comes stops, back up. tries to curl back around and give it back up to the point. Like, a couple of times in the two games we won, he came down to the top of the circle and then cut across. But because he's a lefty and he plays the left side, he's on his backhand. So there's no fear of him roofing a fucking puck on his backhand from the top of the circle. You mentioned that, and I think we commented on it. The power play, at least the last two games, or at least in overtime against Montreal and a little bit against Boston, or, or within the last two to two out of the last three games, they swapped um, Hall, and, Hall, Hall and Palmieri, and finally. Hughes, yeah. Finally. So but the, we don't take a shot from the middle. Like we, don't, like, we set up in the umbrella, and that's fine. Hall, Palmieri, whoever it is now, Subban, Severson, Votnin, whatever. We set up there. But we never take the shot from the middle looking for a tip. It's always pass it to Hall and watch him skate in. And again, it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. Take it off his shoulders. Rotate the the, the option. Yeah. I mean, let let Hall do the first one. Then then let Palmieri be the the highlight guy. And then let this guy. Yeah, you can't really do it that way because teams are smarter now and they pick up on trends. Trends that you're doing. But uh, or something. At, at least it's not one of those. Nico's that... Nico's goal against the Canes when we played down in Carolina, where he did a one-on-one move. He cut to the middle. The guy turned and opened up, and he cut back. That's all it takes. Or come down and take that shot, fake a shot, because Hall coming down at full speed. I, I you want to stay against the boards? Fine. If you score. From against the boards, that's the goalie's fault. 
That's the goalie's fault. I'll let you sit there, and I'll take my chances that you're not going to score from there. Every time. It, it's it's almost like like putting your hand on a little kid's head and having <laughs> them try it. and keeping them yeah. away from you. Yeah. That's And we're making it easy for other teams. And you watched the game last night against Boston where they were just completely okay with being against the board. They were, last night, they just went through the motions. You can even tell, too, by uh, post, uh, post-game press conferences, when we win, and I guess and obviously there's more to talk about, Hines goes like, I don't know, up, upwards of 10 minutes. Last night, you know how long the fucking com- press conference was post-game? A minute, f- like five seconds. Yeah, what's he going to say? The reporters talked more than he did. He was like, yeah, we lost. Yeah, we sucked. Yeah, we That's, didn't do this. And you're going to, if that keeps up, I mean, Shiro's going to have to. Fire him? How, how is nobody writing articles yet? On on firing Maybe him? it's time to move on from I, I, Hines. I think fans are now pushing hashtag, the reporters. Hashtag impeach Hines. <clears throat> I'll, start, I'll start that. Um, you can even, like, the fans are starting to revolt against the reporters going, push for answers. Push for something more than just the status quo well, of a... Yeah, like Amanda Stein's not going to do no, that. No, no, no. And and Salvador and all those, they're not going to do that. No, but it's the like the the um, newspaper reporters. Reads the fucking newspaper anymore. I don't know. Yeah, but you li- hey, you listen, you read their uh, things. It's online, almost right? like talking on your phone in your house. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? A what? A yeah. landline. A landline. My phone is in my closet. <laughs> Issue number three. Yes. Uh, our defense watches the play too much. I think our whole team watches the play. We, if you don't know the defensive scheme the Devils are playing, it, it's in the defensive zone. It's almost what they call a box plus one. Okay. Where they will always stay in a box. Yeah. Four guys. And then one guy will kind of chase the puck. So if it goes into the corner... The left or right so side the and left this defenseman, middle guy. The left defenseman yeah. will go at it. The right defenseman will move over. Yep. The center will go so they stay in a box. The problem with doing that is you're giving them too much room on the, too opposite, much side. Room on the opposite side, too much room in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get killed too, where we clump on one side, there's yep. a pass in the middle, and ping! But we, our, our guys, we, we just we're too content in the defensive zone to stay and, oh, we'll keep them against the boards. And then you have, let's say the puck's in the right corner. Subban's watching him. The center's watching him. The off-went defenseman's watching him. The strong side winger's watching him. Everybody's watching the guy with the puck, and nobody's watching the guy they're supposed to be covering. And that's how you get, like, a Pasternak slipping back door. Or you get a guy in the high slot who just gets an open pass because everybody's watching the puck and nobody is watching the guy that they're supposed to be with. You have to keep... It's a a coaching cliche. You have to keep your head on the swivel. You have to know where the puck is and you have to know where your guy is. And every time, like, Wood is the the worst at this because, like, his defenseman will always sneak down. Right. And Wood's like, he's like watching fucking the, the, you know race around the Prudential Center <laughs> and his defenseman scores on him and then he lo- he does the Elias like, oh, man. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? That was your dude. But defensively, like, we don't attack them. 
We don't try to stand them up at the blue line. And when we do, it's P.K. Subban. He gets danced around like uh, last night. There's no, in our defensive zone, there's not enough of a back check to force the other team to cut down the time. Consistent enough. And there's not enough of defensive pressure in their face to force them to make bad decisions. It's as simple as that. If I have the puck and I'm skating into the offensive zone and I know somebody's on my back, a Coleman or a Wood or something, I don't have enough time to make a decision. Like, I have to pay attention to Wood, who's coming behind me, but I also have to pay attention to the defenseman that's in my face. And that's what Boston did last night. They, they, they back-check their asses off, their Marchands and, and their Pastanaks and, and you know Heinens and all this other stuff. They back-check their asses off, and at the same time, you have Chara, who's a stick length away from you, in your face, and now what do you do? Oh, I got to chip the puck in the zone. You chip the puck in, McAvoy picks up the puck and starts the breakout, and we didn't have anything. We don't do that. We let the teams come into the into our zone, no back check, stop, curl, set up, look around, hit the def- the far defenseman coming in, and it, it's, it's just infuriating that someone who's just a high school coach who can pick up this stuff and we don't adjust you can go even worse because you're in that coaching line a guy who's played who's now just announcing who's analyzing a game is 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 this saying pretty much the same thing yeah it's i don't know if the team is lazy or if this is the i look at the the um, reactions now a little bit more oh i when hall took that penalty yesterday i made sure to, to the camera focused in on him and he was just like on Hall or the coaches? The Hall. Oh. I was looking more at coaches, and I've seen more of a reaction um, from Fitzgerald. Yeah, I saw him like, like put his hand in his like, like Like it's one of those, like, what the F are we doing? Number four yeah. is the old number four, Taylor Hall. <laughs> he just needs to hit the net. Rebounds. What does he have? What does he have, two goals? Yes. Okay. He's two. He's holding the stick, and you, um, again, hockey cliche. He's holding the stick too tight. He's he's trying to get that bar down. He's trying to get that fucking just perfect shot where he'd rather look good missing the net than score a goal on a fucking shitty shot. Now, by holding the stick too tight for somebody who's not necessarily played, it's almost that's when you when things go wide, they don't go on net. It's, no, you need to be you need to play a little loose, right? Yeah, Enough well, to, no, I mean it's just a, it's just a, a saying like holding the stick too tight, like he's pressing too much, like gotcha. rather than just get the shot on net, hope for a rebound, force the goalie to make a save. Perhaps. He's trying to go bar down or or top shelf, and he misses the net, especially on the power play, the way they were setting it up, where he misses the net. And the puck goes out of the zone, and we don't regroup. And it, like, just just to show you how important every tiny little play is. Hall misses the net. The puck goes out of the zone. Now we regroup. We're not regrouping well, so we lose possession of the puck. They, it, it's it's all connected. We lose possession of the puck. Tiny little imperfections in our forecheck. They break out easily. Now it's a two-on-one, all because Taylor Hall or whoever missed the net. Rather than force the goalie to make a save, all right, hey, you know what? He made the save. He held on to it. 
or he made the save and there was a rebound and and we you know we put it back into him and he made the save. Well, you know what? Now the faceoffs in, in their the zone. zone rather than us going mm-hmm. and having the back check and leading to odd man rushes and whatnot. He needs sometimes you just when you're in a rut like this where you're not scoring, sometimes you just need to put the puck on the net. On the net. Just, Things happen. And yeah, and I and I'm just thinking about it. You you Every time that I've seen shots now, it's like slappers from the top circles as opposed to just little simple wristers that can yeah. wobble in and somebody just tips it in, in the on, on their stick. Wobble in, in. Maybe it goes off the goalie, goes off the defenseman into yeah. the net. You know, it, like, it doesn't need to be flamethrowing shots all the time. They don't all have to be highlight reels because when you, you know, look at your stats at the end of the fucking year, it's going to say goals and assists, 30 goals. Snipes. It's not going to say highlight reel goals. You know where a good snipe shot is like that on uh, towards the net yeah. bottom bottom of the lower circle just snipe it up yeah. in the court, something around that thing. you don't do it from the blue line and it down. takes forever for him to fucking shoot now it should just be instinct he goes, he's like a fat guy in nintendo like, <laughs> wind up <laughs> and number five is our just our decision making in general which everybody everybody's actually saying the same thing now which i don't know if it's getting repetitive and when we lose, it's like, well, we just need to play better. And it's getting, like, more mopier and mopier. But it's just the decision-making. Like, I feel that players need to try. They, they're trying to play above their skill set. You know, like, Miles Wood doesn't Ball, need to pen. dangle. He doesn't need to dangle. Clarkson. Yeah. He doesn't need to do the toe drag, wrap around, whatever. He needs to be a guy that chips the puck off the boards, chases the fucking puck, and goes to the net. Do I care that he ran over Keith Kincaid in Montreal? Not at all. That's what he's supposed to fucking do. Okay? P.K. Subban, I don't need to see you like faking your, your, your slap shot. Get the puck on net. Make clean, crisp breakout passes. That's all I want from my defense. I don't need you to skate the puck into the zone and, and get in the corner. and, and d- No. Make a clean breakout. Everything starts with the first fucking pass. And if we can't make the first pass out of our zone with no or little pressure on us, well, fuck, we are just destroyed in the neutral zone and the offensive zone. It's We need to play in our lanes. Hall, your offense, show us. Show us what made you a first-round pick. You want to dangle and do that stuff? That's your skill set. Palmieri, you're a shooter. Simmons, you're a guy that goes in front and causes havoc. You're not causing havoc. That's another thing. Watch in front of the net on the power play. Oh, we don't have anybody. He it's... stands there, and when the shot comes, he moves. Out of the way. Out of the, the way. way. In, not in the way. Out of the way, yes. And I guess I would, too, if Taylor Hall's shooting at me, because that's or going fuck, fucking anywhere. Or PK with his fucking blasts. Uh, not take, you know, Not, like, knocking him, but... Dude has blasts. Like, look at what Boston did. There's a reason Boston is a top five team in the league. Mm-hmm. They play a boring system. Remember that boring system from '95 to 2003? 2003. Yeah. It won us three cups. Like we have, we feel. I don't know if it's today's kids because I, I experienced this coaching where it's like I'd rather look good and lose. Like. Yeah, we lost 7-1, but did you see me fucking snipe that one goal? Like, that's the mentality. Yeah, the highlight reel generation. The highlight reel. The the ESPN. The the, GoPro. It's. 
I had a kid ask me, can I wear a GoPro during the game? No. I said, if I saw you wearing a GoPro during the game and I was playing. I'd cut you. I said, I would make every effort to A, hit you and talk shit so you can hear it on the camera. B, if you're anywhere in front of me and I'm shooting the puck, I'm aiming for your fucking GoPro head. <laughs> My nephew is a goalie and he asked if he could. He goes, would you let your guys wear a GoPro during the game? I said, absolutely not. Because you're essentially you're already taping it if you're a coach. I said right? absolutely not. I was like, because now it's not about the team; it's about you. You. Yeah. Play simple. Simple is boring, but it wins. PSS. Play simple, stupid. Play simple, stupid. Piss. Because <laughs> right now we're we're getting the <laughs> piss kicked out of us. Well, and and you know what's the you know what the worst thing about all of this is. Somebody put out a, a stat about how we were in November, games-wise. We're like a game or two or whatever, like above 500. Like, Woo. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you, you, we talk about this like we're 0-17 like or 0-20. We're not, but we're playing like we are. We're the second worst team in the league, aren't we? Is what is, Or the worst team in the league. I don't know, but I think what us and Toronto are at the bottom of the East, right? But, yeah, well, Toronto's going to... That's we, we can start talking about that stuff, but it, it, it's it's two steps forward. We 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 barely went against Pittsburgh, but it was a win, right? You take some thing that you, you offended them off for fucking like two minutes. Then you came back in overtime and fucking scored against Montreal. Okay, these are NHL caliber pl- teams, right? There's, there's, I mean, even Ottawa's good enough to win or whatever, right? They beat us, didn't they? Uh huh. So I was trying not to say that, but. You know, there's 30, 31 teams in this league. There's a reason there's 31 teams in this league. You're, an, you're NHL caliber players. You can play up to – we play We play up to the good, supposedly good teams. Unless it's Boston. Yeah. Well, let, let's just say there's some, there's some that you just take out of the picture because they're that, that fucking good. You play up to the good teams, and we play below the shit teams. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's always a – We always get stuck in a trap game. It's always a, we're playing the Rangers every game, or, ah, it's Ottawa. It's an easy win. It's a Tuesday night Ottawa game. And what happens? I just, to, to mark this out, a, a change is, a spark is needed, whether it's ousting the coaching staff for the simple reason of it's a change. You cannot trade 23 players. You can't wave 23 players to Binghamton. You can't turn into Ottawa. Fire the staff. Get some you have new, to do something. You, you have to. Unless, and you know, this will be my last point, unless Shiro's plan is to completely build this team from scratch with or without Taylor Hall. That, you know what? You look at what he did. He went three drafts where he got high picks that were his in Pittsburgh. Crosby, mm-hmm. or Malkin, Crosby, Stahl. And he built around that. Well, I don't know if Zaka is our stall. Stall. We've got, I don't know if Hughes is our Crosby. He's definitely not Crosby or Nico. But you can see similarities. Right. Ty Smith might be his Chris Letang. Right. And maybe Miles Wood is his Flurry. Well, you forgot about Flurry. Flurry was a fucking high pick, too. So. I think right now our defense is needs help. 
I, I think Both uh, physically yes. and structurally. I made a comment that we need a Lovejoy type player for that bottom pairing. We've we missed look at last season. We missed Lovejoy and we missed Brian Boyle. Locker room stuff, right? Just guys who have veteran presence. I, and I know we have a Zajac. I know we have Andy Green. I know we have PK Hall. I know I get all that. But there's a certain type of player that you need, and I think Boyle and a Lovejoy playing their, their roles, literally playing their roles on a team, made us better. But that's yeah, it's just those are just one guy. That's just one guy. That's but, the way I see it. It's just one guy, and if you've got if if the cancer has grown big enough. No one, pun intended one, with Brian one, Boyle. Right, one guy's not going to change guy, it. Yeah. One you know, one round of chemo isn't going to fix it. On to some NHL news, so we get off the depression kick. <laughs> uh, back when this was made, Milan Lucic was suspended for sucker punching Sherwood of Columbus. The greatest thing about that is when I interviewed him after he got suspended, he goes, I'd do it again. And that's going to get your ass kicked, son. No, it isn't. Yeah, I want to see somebody kick his ass. And talking about the Goudreau trade. Yes. If we were to take Goudreau. Yes. We'd probably have to take him with it. Lucic? Yep. Huh. This is, no, is he scoring goals? No. Huh? But I'd take him. I'd take him if they would take Hall, Simmons. I was just going to say, do we have Simmons and him on the same team? I would <laughs> definitely, because you know what? Let's goon it up a little. Yeah. Uh, a Las Vegas casino at a time is now suing NHL's Evander Kane for unpaid gambling markers. <laughs> Shocker. If it ain't drugs, folks, it's the damn gambling. That's I would. That would be me. Uh, Fabry traded to the Wings. The Wings are undefeated since they traded for him, by the way. I just heard something today that... Um, oh, sh- sh- why do I... Um, Iserman. It's like, I like the way that this thing is, is turning into. The way it's blossoming. And I sit there and I go, why can't, I want to hear fucking Shiro say that. That's another thing about the Devils. Why isn't Shiro saying more stuff? I, I, I mean, look, you're, you're the next in line to the ownership, right? Because ownership looks at you and then you turn to Heinz, right? So the bigger question is, why isn't ownership saying something to Shiro? Like, like, you know, do you notice these buildings? This building's getting emptier and emptier. They're all about social media, too. So, you know what? Let's. Yeah, you, you can you can fucking. I would tweet shove. him. I, I would be that guy. And like, tweet I, d- him. I do. Um, what's his name? Hugh Weber. I know he's not part of the devil's or part of the organization anymore. He's, he's now a higher exec, but. Um, Kyle Palmieri of the NHL, Scott Wilson of the NBA, and Jeff Francoeur of the um, uh, Major League Baseball have all filed a suit against the city of Pittsburgh over the city's 3% jock tax for non-residents. The balls on this fucking <laughs> Pittsburgh. A jock tax? Essentially, I read, oh. I read this. Essentially, like, all visiting teams, be, I don't know if it's like they're getting, if they get paid while they're in Pittsburgh... They have to pay now. Normally, teams pay that like percentage, right? But I guess the Devils don't. Uh-huh. And fucking Palmieri's like, yeah, it's bullshit. <sighs> what the fuck? And probably the biggest news in hockey. It's it, this one's like a twofer. We'll put it together. Um, 
Don Cherry, a.k.a. Grapes. <sighs> okay. It is, it is, describe, well, this is what, um, uh, Veterans Week, right? Mm-hmm. The Devils had their military game um, this month or this week or whatever. Uh, folks in Canada were the uh, red poppies, which is a little like flower-looking lapel uh, that you have on, on uh, suit jackets and things like that during the game. Don Cherry decided to rant about illegal immigrants and their lack of caring for those who are brave enough to fight for their country and this and that. Um, and then it was promptly fired because I think he, they made the... Um, Sponsors and everything, basically. We're basically made. like, either apologize or hit the brakes. And he wasn't going to apologize. And I said this on, on online. How old is Don Cherry? He's in his 80s, right? right. He looks good for a guy in his 80s, I by know. the way. His fucking suits are fantabulous. Um, you can't take a grandparent and and have them talk like today's kids. No. Right? You can't take your parents and have them talk about like your grandkids. Like There's gen- there's generational ideals about situations, and you can't make people change. There's, I think but, the, the, as with my sociology degree, yes. I think it's called like, generational cultural differences that generation to generation grew up in a certain yes culture box that at this point the millennial or whatever that box does not fit in the game anymore right? right like that square box is not fitting in the triangle world now some I'm, of the things fit right but some of the things don't like him saying the "quote unquote" you people uh, talking really, about. I really immigrants. wanted to find the tro- Tropic Thunder. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean, <laughs> you people? Look, I, 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 what I, he said, in my opinion, wasn't a hundred percent wrong. No, I, 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 I think if he took out you. immigrants and you people, and just said. You know, there's lots of people in Toronto that aren't wearing the poppy. These yes. people defend, you know, these people. He would have been applauded. Yes. But because he pinpointed. Illegal immigrants. Or no, not even illegal, just immigrants. Just immigrants, huh? It, it blew up. It blew up. And in today's world, this is the only. You, you can say the wrong things. Or you can, in, whatever you intended to say that would be quote-unquote wrong, you can say it in the right way. Like you said, pull out a couple things, you people, specific groups. And you could have said the same thing, like you just said. And he People are be giving Ron McClain shit. Because he's, he's, he threw Don Cherry under the bus saying, it's look, the company went, it's either us or, or, or him. And he said, well, I'm getting a paycheck from you, so yeah. I'll go with you. And then he apologized or whatever. Yeah, but what they were saying is after he cherry on Coach's Corner, which I used to love. That was the only reason I got the hockey package is so I could watch Hockey Night in Canada because I don't always agree with him. And he does have a history of, what is it called, xenophobia, where if you're not basically white, he shits on you, mm-hmm. white Anglo-Saxon. Um, but Don, what, what happened is after Don Cherry went on his rant, Ron McClain kind of like was just smiling and nodding his head. And then he goes, and that's coach's corner. And he gave like the thumbs up, which he does all the time. That's his thing, right? Right. Yeah. But 
they they made a good point and on spit and chicklets biz was talking to ron mcclain the next day right and he asked him about it and ron mcclain basically said like i have an earpiece in he goes i'm the i'm the bus driver so i steer the conversations and he goes the whole time don's talking he goes i'm barely paying attention to him because i have somebody in my ear telling me like you have 10 have seconds, 10 seconds yeah. we're moving on he goes and i didn't pick up what don was saying till the end where he was like go out and buy the poppy and he, that's why i kind of was like smiling and nodding because like that's what i heard now i have to close the segment good job like yeah right like good job we're done almost kind of like how i do on our podcasts yeah i don't listen to you half the time <laughs> the problem is what the fuck is the term i heard the term on another show where people are the these justice hounds internet justice hounds are like the cultured something are going into like people's past tweets on or, yes yeah, yeah and and looking for this shit for this shit when <laughs> at that time it might have been something that was culturally accepted and funny right but now you're it's right not. it's not uh kevin hart's a great example i mean this is a topic for another show but like kevin hart made a joke like eight years ago eight that like he would you know oh if my son was gay i'd beat it out of him kind of like mm, it's a joke like a part of my yes. skit obviously not i wouldn't beat my son and somebody went and dug that up from like eight years ago and he lost like months and of he, like of months of prep from he was gonna host the oscars yeah he lost months of of viewership of anything he just went dark for a while just to kind of let it settle um, and then as a result of that, a, a female reporter, Jess Allen, uh, decided to um, basically. Yeah, I read that. I read this. I She basically was on like the Canadian version of The View and said that, you know, this hockey culture of white middle class white boys, you know, who bully and beat everybody up. And, you know, she's basically doing the same thing that. Don Cherry, Don Cherry did. did. And everybody started calling for her to be to be fired. Yeah. It's some and, people call it reverse racism. Yes. There's no such thing as reverse racism. <laughs> Rever it's racism. It, reverse racism is like not saying the 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 N-word <laughs> or 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 the derogatory comments yeah. about isn't that what it's, that is? Yeah. Well, like, apparently like some people think that and God, this is a topic for another show, that you can only be racist if you're white. So when someone is racist against white people or bias against white people, that's reverse racism. No, it's still racism. Like you can be racist to your own people. Yes. Yes, you can. Like I hate like I'm purple. I hate purple people. And off you go. Those purple people always breaking through walls and hanging out at McDonald's. And now the people who like Burger King, when is going to get mad at you? So and, and I think didn't like. Uh, Jessica Allen even like say something like she's not like a hundred percent like into hockey, but because yeah. she's in Canada, yeah. like hockey is life, and she doesn't understand it. And then she's like, "Oh, that's why the white boys comic." And I sit there and I go, "Just, just shut up." It's right up there with uh, what is it, Cuomo from New York, where somebody called him a Fredo, and that's an insult to Italian Americans. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it is. It is just look for the for the Don Cherry thing. Look, what did he do? He got fired, and now he's doing his own podcast. So, 
and I'm sure he's going to get sponsors to do his whatever and this and that. So, yeah. and I'm sure he's banked money enough to to live comfortably, right? And he's probably going to love it. He's probably going to love the fact that he could sit in his house, doesn't More to wear freedom. the fucking ridiculous suits. He only does it once a week. Not that he was doing it all the time in Coach's Corner, but he's still going to be the guy. Yeah, you know, I give this and much like Opie and Anthony kind right. of thing that we used to listen to. <clears throat> I give this. If he's still alive, six months a year. I get. I was gonna say three years. Three years, and it's just gonna go away, and it's it's just gonna be a footnote. And Don Cherry's gonna be like, "Hey, you know what? Looking back on it, yeah, I could have said something different. Let's move on, and let's blah 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 blah." And he's back doing coach's corner from the from a yep. coffin. Moving on. Angel Players Association uh, stating that Coke and a drug Molly um, are a growing concern in the NHL today. I can't feel my face when I'm on the ice. <laughs> The uh, question is, is this a problem, or um, should they just let players do it? It's not a problem until something happens. Like You you are a grown man. Yep. You are, uh, well, let's put it You are a grown individual playing or working for an organization, any any job, whatever. It, this is, is It's a company. You're an employee, okay? You're a grown person. You want to do drugs? You want to do whatever? Okay. There, and if the team doesn't like it, then the team should do something about it. But guess what? The team can't do anything about it because of the union. So it's essentially, we know you're doing it. We'd like you to stop. If you don't stop, well, we're going to trade you or yeah. you're going to be injured for the season. <laughs> should they get punished for it? Obviously with the union, it's one of those ah, slap on the wrist, slap on the wrist, slap on the wrist, uh, go into this rehab. It just... I, I don't think the league will give a shit till somebody Hank gathers it. Do you remember Hank gathers? I remember the name. What did he, he do? He was a Boston Celtic player. Mm-hmm. Oh, did, didn't he die on the court? He died on the court mm, until somebody dies on the ice. Or yep. and that's yeah. the way it is. That's the way it is in hockey. That that's the way it is everywhere. We, right. We're we're not going to change something unless until if, something happens. Unless somebody negatively affects what we're doing. Right. If the guy, if it happens in the off season and somebody's ranch or cabin up and whatever, it's not going to matter. Like, if, remember the guy who died in Russia, the Rangers player Sharapovov, I think his name was. Yeah. I'm sure that if he were in this country and that would have happened, that autopsy would have done a toxicology report. Is that the guy who like died on the bench or yeah. something like that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm not saying like they said like he had a hole in heart. <laughs> you know, Russian, but yeah. like. Thinking back now, like maybe there was a little problem, and need a tissue. Yep. Um, yeah. Speaking of issues, Bobby Ryan Oof, today. Yeah. Well, before that, Isles are on one hell of a run. Demoted, Good for you. Demoted Andrew Ladd. Make yeah. me look like an asshole for saying they'd finished fucking hey, shitty. Hey, you know what? You want a participation trophy for being good in uh, November? Here you go. Yeah, but there's a difference in being good in november and getting points in like 12 straight games 13 13 bobby ryan today uh stepping away from the uh, senators to enter a uh, player assistance program um i know just from reading i don't know the whole thing but he's he's had one hell of a fucking past i can i can say that yeah his actual name isn't bobby ryan his uh his last name is something else he took his mother's maiden name Oh. Mm. After all this shit, like his dad went to prison. 
So he wanted to disassociate himself from negativity. Good for him. And now he's trying to disassociate from whatever is ailing him now. Good for him. It's got to be tough because he's making, like, ridiculous money in Ottawa, and he's not as good as he used to be. And people every day up there are, like, giving him shit, like, do you think you're earning your money? Do you think you're worth your money? Do you think, like... Come to Jersey. Everything's deflected to the Rangers, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But let, I don't let, want. Let, I don't want Bobby Ryan's like five years, seven and a half million dollar contract. Hey, let, let Jersey's team literally be Jersey's team. Everybody who's born here plays here, and that's it. Much yeah. like any, much like anybody who's what um, French Canadian can Wants only coach can only coach the uh, yeah. <laughs> Montreal. 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 Mike Babcock on the hot seat. Oh shit! He's got a talented team, and they're all in the fucking. They're they're fighting us for the basement. Kyle Dubas, I think, came out today and said we we have to do this as a team, everybody from management to players. We but have that, to get out of this. That's a team that can St. Louis it. Yes, you know, like yeah. all it takes is a quick win streak. Yep, and they're right back in it. We're not a we're not a we, St. We, Louis team. The Devils can do a quick win streak. We and did then, two games, and then we can get then then we come down a little bit to like us. Here's like we ga- exceed expectations and we come down a little bit to okay normalcy. Here's a here's a gambling question for you. Yeah. Over or under? Uh-huh. Our longest win streak this season will be four games. I'm gonna go over. You think we're gonna have more than a four game? Yeah, it, and and we're gonna have more than a four game winning streak when it doesn't count anymore. Just like last season, where like everybody was hurt and we were finally eliminated, and everybody went ah and and played you know above their fucking talent level and was competitive. So, uh, best story of of the afternoon. Um, what's his what's his for? Oh yeah, Ilya Kovalchuk, being a healthy constant, healthy scratch for the Kings. <laughs> Over or under, he goes back to the KHL. Where does he get traded? <laughs> Oh man, that was funny, Kobe. Kobe getting. (laughs) I feel so bad for him. Oh yeah, but you know what? What? Here's what I see happening. Because he gets like a giant bonus. Yeah, like December something. Like six million dollars or something. I see him getting his bonus. And then skadoodling. And then both the Kings and him agreeing to terminate his contract. Mm-hmm. He b- essentially becomes a free agent. A free agent. And he signs with like the Rangers. Boston. He signs with like Boston for like league minimum. Yeah. Montreal. I, I don't. I don't understand. Somebody posted something that he's enjoying his life out there in his living on Rodeo Drive and driving a fucking Rolls Royce to the rink every day. I'm sitting there going, holy shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, he could still be here driving out to Alpine, New Jersey in his uh, right here. smart car. In New Jersey. Yeah. A smart car. Helping things out, probably. Being on what? Second line? No. At this point, you'd be first line, still no. first liner? No. Third liner? He's he's lost. He's yeah, but again, at what expense? At a I don't know. Look. I mean, if you're telling who, me who, I had to have Simmons or I had to have Covey, 
I'd rather have Simmons. Okay. But look, who put the gun to Lamarillo's head to sign him to a 17-year deal? Not Lamarillo. Not it was Lam- not Russian gun, <laughs> so I don't know. You pay me big money, then I leave. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works in the United States, mm-hmm. huh? Take the gun. Leave the cannolis. <laughs> Other way around. Yes. Hey, you know what? Let him get bought out by the Kings. He'll fucking go to the island. All right, so some things we've learned. Yes. In the first month of the season, now yes. almost two months. Yes. Uh, the good. Yes. Uh, the Bruins are rolling over teams. They have the best line in the business. You don't say. Yep. <laughs> we've got firsthand experience. Uh, the Caps are chugging along as well. It they're, was, they're quietly winning it left wasn't, and right. It wasn't a hand last night. Ovi it definitely has a chance to catch Gretzky. For all-time goals. After, out of all this stuff, I don't hear anything about the Caps. Yeah, that's what they want. <laughs> uh, the Blues, the Preds, the Avs. Pretty consistent body of work throughout. You know, they're a win three, lose one, win two, lose one, win four kind of What's that streak. Like? I don't know. I haven't felt that since, like, the early 2000s. Um, surprising teams. Edmonton has been doing... Mm, reasonably well Mm. Uh, McDavid at one point this week had a six point game we haven't scored six goals in a game this season I just want to tell you that yes we have yeah who I don't remember but I thought we had we scored six goals in a game this season I think so okay I just want to tell you that Connor McDavid yes was part of six goals in one game okay him and Leon Dreisaitl are on pace for a hundred over 150 points this year. Okay. Um, Vancouver's been doing pretty well. Uh, so the, don't expect Hall to go there. <laughs> the Ducks have been doing really well, considering they only really have a goalie in Getzloff and Adam Henrique. Yes. The Islanders, as we said, have been doing really well. The Canes. Florida has been up and down a little bit. They're winning games. They spent $10 million on a goalie. They're winning games like 5-4. <laughs> Glad you spent $10 million on a goalie to win hey, the games. Congratulations to Quenville for 900 victories in his career. Yeah, what is he, third all-time now, I think? Mm-hmm. Behind Bowman and I Al wish, Arbor. I wish we had a coach like that. Yeah, we we did. Now he's in Florida, tan. These guys are out of shape. The best, yeah. best <laughs> conference ever. And the ugly. Us. Uh, us, 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 Ottawa. and us. L.A., the Sharks have been really fucking bad. The Sharks have been really bad. The Sharks have no goalie. Hey, hey, I know a goalie. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know if that's an upgrade. Uh, let's see what else. Edmonton is dominating teams when McJesus and Leon are on the ice, not so much when they aren't. And when I wrote this at the time, the Islanders had won seven games in a row. And, and they've now, do- they double, almost yeah, doubled that. They're up to the 13 week. now, so good for you guys. At least one team in the New York area will make the playoffs. But, hey, you know, fans at the arena, you keep chanting that Rangers suck chant. Yeah, well, AC how that works. In, in Brooklyn. No, in our arena. Oh. The, I mean, I get it, their arrival, but, you know, they do a bit where it's, uh, you know, the the arena looks for, you know, it, it's it's the Devils, Florida, and somebody's wearing, like, a Coyotes jersey, and they call them out. Okay. Cool. <laughs> That's cool. And then and then there's like ten thousand Rangers suck chances. Okay. 
All right. They're on the same 10, footing. You're fucking high. There's no 10,000 people at a devil's game. <laughs> okay, 9,000. Right. On to some wrestling. On to some wrestling. On to something real. <laughs> it's real. CM Punk is now signed with FS1. Yeah, I think that's I, the I, biggest news in wrestling right now. I'm emphasizing this. FS1. I'll emphasize again. FS1. He, yeah, if you didn't see, he, they, and apparently, like, the only person who knew was Renee Young. Like, I think it was Samoan Joe. Is he banging her? No. Samoan Joe. I would have a problem with that. Booker T, Paige, I forget who the other one was, uh, the fucking, the, the guy from NXT. Yeah, I have no idea. Anyway, like, they all had, like, this shock look when they heard fucking Cult of Personality come on. And he came out and just basically said, watch next week. And then that was last week. Two weeks so ago. And then last week. week. So yeah. now this week. <clears throat> he came out and talked about how, obviously, the first question Renee Young asked, like, are you going to go back into wrestling? And he says, it's not in my plans right now. There'd be a lot of obstacles to hurdle for me to get back in the ring. And then he said, I'm not hired by the WWE. As Rob said, I'm hired by Fox, yeah, Fox Sports. Sports. He goes, that gives me the ability to say whatever I want against the you know they, against they, this product it's weird see because okay try to explain this to me now did the wwe sorry and fox have to talk about this program because they have what four to five people on their show who are being paid by the wwe for a fox sports show right so how, how did that work like, did they have to go and say, we're hiring CM Punk? Or did they, like, I don't care, we're hiring him? Like, Right. Did Vince have a say in it? Like, was Vince yeah. kind of just like, I'm going to shrug my shoulders? And then Fox went to CM Punk and was like, you can go and shit talk them. Which wouldn't make sense for Fox. Because, because it's the shitting their own, on their own product. But as a wrestling fan. Yeah. It's great. It's awesome. Like, the fact that he turned, I don't know if you, you probably didn't watch Raw, uh, not this I, I, week, last week. No, last week, no. Where King Corbin came out and they did this whole, like he was making fun of Roman Reigns, that he's a puppy dog. Oh, and, and he, he had, had some, him, the Georgia Bulldog-ish looking guy came out in a, in a... And like CM Punk, like, yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> they all said it on that panel, that it was like, it was a stupid bit. It's much like the whole Lana, Rusev, uh, Lashley thing. Fucking, Look, and, and... It's so corny. Apparently, it was part of the script where she was supposed to say... 90 something yeah so that she goes 90 miles and then lashley corrected her and i think that's when the screw-up happened she said 90 days i heard 90 days and i'm like was well, that the length of what you have for your contract and rusev too like is that what you got left before and she was like 90 feet 90 feet and she's like oh i'm i'm just so in love that i forget what i'm saying and i'm sorry when did she lose her russian accent oh yeah i know <laughs> right after kofi lost his jamaican accent <laughs> i just and even even Adam Graves said on his podcast, stop it. And Adam Graves' podcast is a WWE Not Adam thing. Adam Graves, Corey Graves. Corey Graves, right. Adam Graves doesn't have a wrestling <laughs> he's, a, he's a hockey guy, sorry. <laughs> it's like, um, Adam Graves is talking about wrestling? No. Is he trying to fucking get in on our business wrestling and hockey? God damn it. I, and 
I, I, I don't know. I, I, it, is, it is a stupid angle to watch two people who are... Leg- Even Rusev said, in real life, they have to change their gimmick. I mean, their real life stuff to portray their gimmick. So now you're ruining your life. <laughs> I, I, it is the dumbest fucking bit. I get, I get when you do love triangles and all that shit, but you know what? Do Let, it right. Let's do not it. F- Hogan, Macho Man, Macho and Elizabeth. Man Elizabeth. Where somebody bumped Elizabeth, somebody bumps Lana, and now they fight. Congratulations. Not this whole oh, I'm you know deep dicking her. Congratulations. Yeah, they're what? trying. They're like, trying to go like back to the Attitude Era where it was, who was it like? Was it Meat or Test? No, or whatever. When it was like PMS, <laughs> and then the Mark, the, the Mark Henry, and the fucking the hand. giving birth to the hand kind of thing. Like they're trying to go rated R on a PG thirteen show. And the problem is, is it's over kids' heads. Yeah, like the 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 demographic, the teenage to you know thirty demographic where. You know what? They probably weren't around for the the Hogan Elizabeth thing. You could literally copy that angle today. And today it with, and I wouldn't have done it with Rusa. I wouldn't have done it with Bobby Lashley. But you know, whatever. It would have for me. It would have been like EC three. Somebody to give them a rub, make them a tag team. It would have been Bobby Roode, Dirk, not Dirk. <laughs> Dirk Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler. Dirk Diggler. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler, where he and Lana actually, like, don't they have a past? Like, didn't they, like, date or something? Like, do something like that where people where much like CM Punk said, like, everything is so overproduced now mm-hmm. that you're not letting the the person who is the character grow the character. On the opposite side of that, being from being overproduced to produced look at the product that aew is putting out with jericho and his jmf um promo i'll call it oh the mgf mgf sorry um, i was good <laughs> where he's just basically saying you know you were probably born when i was beating the shit out of hoovertude no, i'm so i laughed i lol'd when he was like you know, it sounds like you want to be a lot like Chris Jericho. Maybe your parents conceived you when I was wrestling some guy named Hoovertude 25 years ago. And I, the only little knock I can say on that is that why did he have to use the word Hoovy? Because he's like, who the hell's Hoovy? You're trying to put across that, yes, I'm young enough. I don't know who it is. Hoovy is something you heard back then. You could have mucked up like Hoovertude. Like, when I watched that, uh, the Owen, I, I thought of Jericho and Owens. That they're doing the same thing mm-hmm. that Jared, that they're best friend. They're going to be best friends, but they just they're going to they're going to constantly butt heads. But it's good. I mean, it's entertaining. And even again, CM Punk on that said, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of wrestling on TV now to watch. See, I, I look at I look at a show like FS1. And we, we quickly move on to the other stuff too. But I look at that show, and I like I can get CM Punk on there. You know what? I I really can. I can understand it because they're trying. If it wasn't Renee Young and Samoa Joe and Booker T, you know what I mean? Like, if but it, you know what, I don't mind Booker T because I don't think Booker T is. I know he's a company man, but I don't think he has an issue speaking his mind to a point. 
get Corey Graves, get Booker T, get CM Punk to give that that whole like where you look in the camera and you go, yeah, it's scripted, but you know what? We can critique. Yeah. Like because the whole break point of the, the fourth wall. This yes, this whole point of the show is to break that fourth wall. Is to go outside of the ring and just talk about wrestling. Right. Talk about the product. Talk about the angles. Well, and let's talk about WWE wrestling. He's not going to. Yes. I think I, if I, he throws AEW in there, there's going to be issues. Well, on Raw, there was some dude right in the middle of the fucking camera shot. Big ass AEW t-shirt on Raw. Big, it was right there. And people online were like, why hasn't security come down and says, here's a t-shirt. Take that off. It yeah. was right Who's your favorite wrestler? Here's there. your t-shirt. Just, it was, and I was like, ugh. But look at it. AEW's um, buy rate. On, on Wednesday nights, kicking ass over yeah, NXT. Yeah, but they're not. They're not. I saw a picture of a a Wednesday night dynamite, and there's like nobody yeah, but, in the crowd. But but the other part of that is when was that picture taken? Was it taken at six o'clock when the doors opened? Was it taken at nine fifty nine when it was over? Yeah. When was it taken? So let's you know. I, I I I've seen those pictures too. But let's 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 you know what? Set up your iPhones to put a timestamp on that when you took that picture please uh jim Cornette uh, has resigned if you want who is jim Cornette? um has been res- has resigned from the nwa apparently they are like trying to be an upstart they're trying to re uh regalvanize the, the uh, national wrestling alliance uh gimmick or not gimmick but wrestling organization um yeah so he mentioned something here i got the article here um NWA announced Jim Cornette is done wrestling, uh, done working for their company uh, after he resigned over an offensive comment after being pulled from their show Power with three R's. Uh, as previously reported, Cornette attempted to describe the strength and courage of Trevor Murdoch. That name may sound mm-hmm. familiar to you. Oh. Yes. He was like that redneck tag team, right? Yes. He's now a top-notch guy in NWA uh, during the latest episode of their show by saying... Quote, unquote, and this is Jim Cornette, not me. Jim Cornette stating, he's the only man I have ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter across Ethiopia. Jim Cornette. Hello, exactly. (laughs) This is going great. (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? I don't you know. You can't take a roller skate on a pig to bed unless you want to wake up in the mud. What? Are you hanging out with Dusty Rhodes? <laughs> fucking Dusty Rhodes. Speaking of Dusty Rhodes, when fucking Cody did his like bombshell promo thing about him before the pay per view of saying that if he lost, you know, his title, he'll he'll never go for the heavyweight title ever again. He, he dropped a Dusty Rhodes promo that, like, The Rock was saying, holy shit, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was fucking good. Before, like, the crowd, like, just blew up, he did a Dusty Rhodes impression. Mm. <laughs> I'm listening to that. I started laughing because he did the Dusty Rhodes. And then, I'm Superman. <laughs> I'm sexy. I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> So the Survivor Series. Oh, my God. Survivor Series. So, okay. So they're doing something a little bit different. Um, oh, yeah. And by the way, Jim Cornette, fuck you. I, I hate him because he's he, – Jim Cornette is like the Jim Cornette with the tennis racket in the 80s and 90s in WCW. Today. Yeah. 
he's and the, it he's doesn't... the guy on the wrestling, the it's dark on... side of wrestling, right? Yeah. Yeah. The one that he's going to piss on. Uh, er, yeah, on, on, uh, on the writers. Vince uh, Russo's. Recent, yeah, Grave. So Survivor Series. Um, so they're doing this whole angle of... Um, Invasion angle. Yeah, this whole Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and probably the NWO. I don't know. Um, NWL, LWO, <laughs> the Alliance, and there's, the, the New Blood. Yeah. Remember the New Blood? The Brood. In WCW, the New Blood? No, who was that? That is when, like, at the end, where it was, like, all the young guys versus all the old guys. Like, it was, like, Mike Sanders. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ugh. Spe- uh, speaking of the the end of XCW, the whole twenty four seven title, and, and I don't dumb. I don't want to talk about it on the show, but I'm gonna have to. Um, essentially, is now over the uh, across the waist of a WWE employee, like behind the scenes corporate, you know, guy shirt. Who says guy. Vince Russo doesn't work for them? <clears throat> speaking of giving the belt to somebody on uh, that Fox show, yeah, they had David Arquette, and he fucking oh. ripped. Book, he ripped into Booker T. Like, I, that belt should be mine. <laughs> he goes, I was the champion. And then Booker was like, yeah, I took it off of you when we realized it was an embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> but the 24-7 belt, after this whole WWE, legit WWE employee had it, I'm like, when is David Arquette getting a shot at this title? Because he that's He's jacked, by the way. Is he? Yeah. 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 Maybe he's... He well, is wrestling. He's like an indie wrestler. Well, maybe he's going to make it to the big show again. But that 24-7 title, somebody even said, too, make it a television title and make it legit for once. Just do it and, and just legitimize it. Because you know what? Like you said, guys like EC3 deserve some kind of title to get their fucking thing kick-started. I turned on Raw the other day, <laughs> and they showed like uh, where the tables were. Mm-hmm. The, the, the backstage with the... No, 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 no. Uh, with the, I think the announcing tables are back at ringside. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And there was a little kid who had a sign, and it's like, push EC3, <laughs> Look, there's a reason that certain wrestlers are, like, number one contenders in other organizations. It's not just because, you know, the other organizations suck. Look at AJ Styles. Look at Samoa Joe. They went to the top of TNA. They're kind of at the top of WWE now. There's reasons for it. Push the fucking guy. So another do so Survivor Series back to, back to that Raw SmackDown and NXT. I hope NXT wins it. They should. If you're writing this as a WWE employee that doesn't have a twenty four seven title belt, if you're writing this, the show that needs the most help for people and the show that is in the war is NXT. Is NXT. So you should put have NXT win. Um, don't they have like an extra or a question mark character on their team that they're looking to fill, which is not going to be Triple H? No, it's going <clears> to be <throat> Finn Balor. He's come out and said it, that the Triple H doesn't want to be a part of it. It's going to be Finn Balor. He's, I don't think Finn Balor has a match. So, and he's so, going, Finn Balor's kind of dropping the whole demon, demon thing. Demon gimmick. And he's going, I guess, more like his original character, the Prince Davitt, I think his name was. Sure. And... They teased a Bullet Club reunion with, last week, or last with, week or the week. Was it an actual Bullet Club, or was it with the NXT group? It was no. It was, it was. It was, it was AJ Styles, the new OC. Yeah, the, the new OC. They were in the ring clearing house. Finn Balor's music hits. He comes down, and he's looking right at AJ. 
AJ smiles and then Finn Balor fucking DDTs somebody. And Finn Balor goes, you know, like, like AJ puts like the hands up like he's got guns in his hands. Yeah. And then he and like, Finn Balor does it like sideways, like uh, he's holding, like he's shooting like he, down. Like I remember him used to doing that or something like that. And they both, and that's how it went off the air. That's how you write it. Because now I might watch it tonight. Well, look, look who is running NXT. Yeah. Okay. He's just, he's just, I, I, I don't like Triple H. <clears throat> For what reason? I, I I think that he literally fucked his way to the top. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. But I do respect the fact that he's, A, been in the game long enough to know how production works. Yes. But he also knows what the fans are kind of looking for. Right. So he gives it to them a little bit. Enough to like make he, everybody happy. But like. then he has no problem throwing in the, the curveball swerve. Where like, oh, I didn't see that shit coming. Like Finn Balor showing up on NXT. Like nobody right. saw that coming. Like that's the kind of, oh, all right. Tidbit on um, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. The third. <laughs> um, I was reading something about today that when he was in WCW, it, I think even um, <clears throat> Bischoff was singing on his podcast. The only only reason why Triple H was not a WCW guy because he didn't live in Atlanta. Oh yeah, I heard that. That they he didn't want to move. They didn't want to move to Atlanta, and that they offered him a two year deal, and he went back and mm-hmm. said, "Give me a one year deal because after one year, you'll know whether or not I'm good or bad enough for this organization." He wouldn't. He would have been a fucking. He would have been in the NWO. Yeah, but what what was his character when when he fucking I don't know. first? That was that was before Dave was watching wrestling. But a Survivor Series, they're doing a War Games theme too, stealing a WCW thing, which in turn AEW um, is trying to do Bash at the Beach. In which I read something that they might sue him for that. But he owns just, it. But it's the name of the show, like kind of thing. But also from a War Games perspective, the WWE has the War Games ish format and i say ish because they're, they're taking bits and pieces of it and making kind of their own right they don't, have, they don't have the the roof on top of a cage and all that kind of stuff so cody rhodes is thinking about well let me try to take war games make it something else but make it the way wcw had war games yeah what the hell was that called war games no but it was like a particular match in war games that cody rhodes owns the rights to oh that final match where they all kind of go into yeah. the center ring thing he owns that he owns a bunch of like former the, WCW, like Dusty Rhodes created, um, right? He owns stuff. the American Dream. <clears throat> so I guess you won't be hearing the American Dream on WWE. On WWE, he owns the American Nightmare and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. and he owns Bash at the Beach. <clears throat> There's another one like Bunkhouse, the Bunkhouse Brawl. Brawl. He owns that, and uh, probably ha- Halloween Havoc and Starcade mm-hmm. and. Look, I'm like a WCW guy. You 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 all know that. So hearing this come back is like exciting to me. As long as they don't do Bash at the Beach on a fucking beach. Like WCW used to do. When they used to do it in like Daytona. <laughs> well, like what they used to do at Sturgis, right? They had a ring on, on the... Hog Wild. Yeah, yeah that, was, that, was, that was a cool idea. And then listening to the Bischoff's podcast, it was he's like, fucking he's expensive. He's like, it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> 
I don't know. What do you think about the Survivor Series aspect of it? I mean, At least it's something different. It's true. I you get, know, I like it's that, not yes. the it's not Stephanie versus Shane versus Vince versus like. <laughs> at least it's something that you go I don't know who's going to win I, I would kind of like them to go back to what it used to be in the 80s just with like today's flavor on it on Thanksgiving oh god I used to love that coming over for Thanksgiving turning on the squealy lines and just listening to it with a gobbledygooker <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in hearing the uh, Stone Cold podcast with The Undertaker yes I listened to the snippet of it and I said holy shit he's got a real voice <laughs> Rest in yeah, peace. I'm like, he's a fucking southern hick. <laughs> no disrespect. He does. like, doesn't he's he have a like, a, doesn't he have like a huge giant like farm? Yeah, in like Texas. But listening to that, like the little clip that's made online, he thought he was going to be the gobbledygooker. He was going to come out of the egg, yeah. and he was scared shitless. He's like, I'm either going to the egg gimmick, or I got to really fucking nail this Undertaker gimmick. Ah, uh, the whole Saudi. Thing. Ah, we don't need to talk about this. It's been fucking all over the place. Did Vince screw them? Yeah. I think he did because he had his own fucking private jet. See, I think Vince got pissed off that the Saudi government didn't pay him. Pay him? Of course. And he turned off the feed. So if you were in Saudi Arabia watching on TV, all of a sudden the screen just went (laughs) black. Like, oops. And then when they were like, what happened? He's like, you owe me fucking money. Pay me right fucking now. (laughs) <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, there was a thing on Twitter I put out uh, that I saw. Uh, what was your favorite wrestler from certain decades, eighties, uh, nineties, two thousands, and twenty tens? Did you put these in here? Or I did. Th- so these are your picks. Yep. Okay. In the eighties, you put Piper. Man, Piper oh. was the realest wrestler in the eighties. In the sense that, like, I don't think it was a gimmick. It was really Roddy like that. Like, Piper. I think he was that asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I, I respected that. Right. When you have, like, the Hogan say your prayers, you know, I had, <laughs> Undertaker. I had a flip-flop between Hogan, Big Boss Man, <laughs> Ray Trailer, and uh, The Undertaker. Those three. All solid. I mean, I don't know about the Boss Man, but I just, all I solid just, picks. With Nails wasn't on your list? <laughs> no. No. Not with his teeth. That kind of scared me. In the 1990s, your pick was? Self High Five. Doom, doom. Every fucking time I hear that on the radio, God damn it! <laughs> I want to put my arms up in the Yeah, I want to put the Stuart Diamond. We won't see him in fucking the Royal Rumble. <laughs> After he showed up on no. AEW. Uh, I'll do my 90s a Sting. Probably easy. Sting or, or, or Vader? Either one of those two. I was never a big, like, like I, 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 I kind of popped for Flair. But it it was more of Sting, two uh, thousands. Oh, The Rock. I'm going either Rock or Austin. Just although I did, I mean, I did like Shawn Michaels a lot when he came back in like the two thousands. Uh, I, I minus always, the religious. I didn't like Shawn Michaels. Like the the the, the Rockers thing it was like it was a cool tag team, and they went out on his own and did the whole. I I don't know. I just didn't. He's one of the greatest wrestlers ever, though. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's, it's like he he was able to wrestle, yeah, big guys. He was able to wrestle just cruiserweights, like yeah, just like AJ, just like Rollins, just like The Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the tens. I I went with Finn Balor or 
or Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt's a good one just because Bray Wyatt turn I he had the the guy in in a nine year span ish has come out with two knock out of the park fucking gimmicks. But they all had they have a time stamp on them. <laughs> yeah, how long is this how long can this fiend like how long can he fucking wrestle with that rubber mask on? That's what I got to wonder. I think that's why he's, like, jacked now. Because, like, he essentially is, like, working out in one of those, you know, like, fucking scuba masks. And he's probably not breathing as much as he should. I I am. I literally, but, I mean, if Kane did it. No, that had more. Well, Kane, no, no, Kane had, like, makeup underneath his mask or something like that. But, no, but that was just, like, a mask. Like, a, like yeah, a facial thing. but still tough. I mean, you grew up in the '80s wearing those fucking <laughs> the Halloween, <flat> Halloween masks. <laughs> trying by the end of by the time you walked up the block, your your your, your upper lip, lip is, is so sweaty, and you have like some weird rash growing. <laughs> and we <laughs> and, and you're wearing your fucking trash can uh, costume. Your hair's getting ripped out by the one the rubber, rubber band, band <laughs> that's held in with one staple. That never lasted the day. Oh, my God. And if it rained, good Lord, you had your umbrella in your bag and you just fucking ruined your costume. <clears throat> so there you go. I would go Bray Wyatt, too, just for the simple fact that he's dominated with two characters. And he doesn't need a faction. The faction got him to where he was in his original the, the Fireflies thing. Yeah. And he morphed that into a new... If that's all on Bray Wyatt and has nothing to do with writers or anything else... Let him he be is, a writer. He is a fucking genius. Let him be a writer. I mean, he's another guy who grew up in the business. Dude, his dad is IRS. Yeah. Him. But look look at look at the brains right now. Orton. He grew up in the business. Orton grew up in Orton the business. grew up in the business. Who he's kind of even though he's the same character, he he was the Viper, the legend killer, you know, like the same yeah, same but makeup. At least he kind of took a different perspective on the same character. You got Dusty Rhodes' son, you know, Charlotte Flair. Like, they grew up in the business. It's it's crazy when you get to second and third. Even The Rock. He's a third-generation guy, so he dominated his own. And it wasn't Peter Maivia's kid. It was The Rock. Yep. I totally agree with that. Wrestlers who would benefit from leaving the WWE, because apparently... There, there's like I don't know a mass exodus. To, yeah, they're just waiting to have their. They're just paper waiting stamp. for their Moses to carry them across the Red Sea. <laughs> I mean, people, AEW. People, people were saying like, "Oh, Sin Cara's next," and then I'm thinking, "Okay, if Sin Cara leaves, you know what happens?" He's so, up to Mexico. No, some other guy dresses up as Sin Cara, and the characters they bring Carlito back and put a mask on him. There's a fucking tag team that you, the Carlitos, dude. That's a second generation wrestler right there, Carlos Colon, and then and then the apple eating guy. <laughs> They spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. You know what? Dumb gimmick. He did it fucking great. Yeah. I like but that again, gimmick. Those, to, to quote Hogan, and we've said it often, and then what? Like, he, after you're a heel, little... you can only be a heel for so long before you have to be a face. And then what? And then you start giving out apples to kids, like Bret Hart gave us sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, and then you give it out to some kid who's allergic to fucking apples and... Goes into anaphylactic shock in the ring. Yeah, and then he turns into Isaac Yankum, DDS. And... <laughs> fucking. All right. Wrestlers who are in the WWE who would fucking make it big in AEW. This kind of goes on a storyline that we did what last show with who in other organizations can make that step to AEW to, in my opinion, fill out that little, the gap that there is. Um, 
these wrestlers, at least in my opinion, maybe a little bit too high, but I would still still say I would watch AEW more if these guys would come here. Coming in at number five, the uh... Rusev and Lana, the the power couple. Like I'd have her come in, kind of like Stacy Keebler did with the fucking Dude. business suit. Rusev, Lana versus Cody and his wife. Yeah. I, don't, I forget what her name is. There you go. That you, we're the new, you know, Mr. Khan brought us in to yeah. keep an eye on you. And they start off working together. Huh? Oh, dude. Cody, hire. Please. And you make Rusev like, yeah, back when I was up north, I made all of this money and I bought into this company. Like that kind when, of. You know, when, when, they hail, when they hailed me from Bulgaria. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when my right wife had a Russian accent and then just dropped it all together? Yeah, Lana comes out. My name is Lanoski. Yeah. Lunia. Lunia. Luminescent. And then, no, did, did you, were you ever watching WCW when Dustin Rhodes came out um, after his gold dust gimmick in the WWE and then he went to WCW and they had him dress up as like Uncle Fester-ish kind of shit? Yes. He made his debut, and within five seconds, he basically said, fuck this gimmick. <laughs> he threw up his hat and just went off the cuff. That's think, where, that's didn't he bring Lon- that gimmick back in TNA when he was like the Midnight Rider or something? That was what his gimmick, that's what it was in WCW. Was it? He was like the Midnight Rider. He had like white face. He looked like fucking powder. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he had like an Undertaker round hat on. He did the same thing, I think, in TNA. Hmm. Uh, my my number four after Rusev and Lana would be Shinsuke Nakamura. Right. I think he would be able to put on some really high-impact kind of matches. Oh, definitely. I, I agree with that, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That Midnight Rider. <laughs> and I would just have him be him. Have him not speak English, you know. Like he's doing now? Boost up. Give him a manager. Have him boost up his his New Japan and then go after Jericho for fucking insulting New Japan. There you go. Yep. There you go. Then I'd have uh, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode start them off as a tag team, dominate complete matches, you know, series of matches with the Young Bucks. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, and then I, eventually I break them up. And, and allegedly Cody is bringing in like a a mid mid-card title. So the story is he'll he'll never wrestle for the for the heavyweight, but here's your mid card title and voila, he's back in the title picture again. Yeah. Whatever. But still, like a Dolph Ziggler can go after that, Root can go higher for however. Either one. They, I mean Ziggler can go higher. And then have them break up over a female manager. They're both good looking guys. Ziggler against Jericho? Yeah, I mean it'd be I mean even Bobby Roode against Jericho would be a good one. Cesaro is just never as good of a wrestler as he is. He's never getting a push Mm-mm. ever. You know, he's got a, gr- a good look. He's got the ability to wrestle with anybody. He can totally go to AEW and you look at him and you go, that's Cesaro. And then you hear um, what's um, what's what's his name's new name? Um, Swagger. Jack Hagar. Hagar is real like, name. Yeah. Like you look at it and you go like Jack Hagar. And you go, awesome. Right, Cesaro can go. You look at it on TV, and you go, "Yeah, whoa, breaking news!" No, seriously, breaking news. Toronto just fired uh, Babcock. Well, there you go. Holy shit! 
Sorry, was, that's not wrestling, but oh mm-hmm. wow! I was just on Twitter too. Oh wow! Hold this. This show's going to go on a little bit longer. He's been relieved of his duties as head coach. At the time of the firing, there are still three years remaining on his eight-year deal, fifty million dollars. His total time with the Leafs is four years and six months. Wow, uh, Ray. <laughs> you're next <laughs> like like mr goldberg used to say and and scott stevens scott stevens you're hello. next, you're next. Um, wow but going back to wrestling with cesaro yes i bring him in with lana and fucking rusev and have them be like a european faction mm-hmm. and go right after the inner, the inner circle. circle every time i hear inner circle i think of the tool tool band but it's not inner circle i think of fucking the tool band was a perfect circle but yes inner circle for but you, you know what's funny too I, and not funny but like I, I i just hit me like the other day it's like you know you know what jericho's entry music is is it his own music it's his own fozzy band music why wouldn't you do that <laughs> self-promotion and then my number one guy that would really benefit from going because he'd become... But he's not. Their he second would, biggest star. He, even Triple H said it on Raw on Monday, this past Monday, when he was trying to recruit him. I, I went to bed like shortly after I saw he started. He basically said, when they brought you in, they realized they had nothing for you and you know you were great, but they just didn't want you. And I'm sitting here going... Isn't Triple H part of the they? Yeah, but I don't think he's part of the writing. I think Triple H is more like the Jim Ross in the uh, uh, talent aspect of it. True, true. Okay. <laughs> I, I agree with the Kevin Owens part. I just don't think he's going to. I mean, yes, he signed, the, he, he signed with the WWE. I just... I don't know how much traction he would get in AEW. Because I, because I know they give John Moxley pretty much carte blanche, and I think Moxley's a little bit overboard on his character. Like there needs to be like guidelines enough. Like he's going like he's trying to be a wild card. Like he's trying and to be it's not. He's trying like, to be like twice the Stone Cold, and it's not working. I, I don't know if Kevin Owens. I'd have Owens come in as a partner for Cody, and then battle in a suit. No, like, no, like, no, like like a, like a bodyguardish kind of thing. Have him. What is there? The, the elite uh-huh. have him bring him in as the elite and then have them him and fight ha- him and him and, and Hagar with suits on and with their arms folded and goes and go. then have them have him fight for control eventually with Cody like have him always mm-hmm. have him be Kevin Owens where he's just questioning everything like why are we doing this or have him stand ringside in a tag match sticking his arm out like tag me and he doesn't do it and it starts a feud. And then the show, the backstage, like, dude, what the fuck? You know, like, I had my arm out, and you didn't tag. Now we lost. I just think the 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 when the reel comes out, it's uh, Kevin Owens would be way too much. Like, so with he, Punk, that's probably why Punk didn't go there either. Uh, now, other ones, I think honorable mention. I I know I fucking it sound like I'm on this guy's dick, but I I think he deserves some something. sort of angle. Yes, EC three. Yes. You know, he's being wasted in fucking dark matches. Buddy Murphy is a good wrestler. I saw on, on Raw that Buddy Murphy knocked on the door of uh, Alistair Black. Yeah, that, and, that'll and they, be a good feud. But they said they made Alistair Black in that sketch look like 
Yeah. Like, like, which way shit. did he go? Yeah. And I was like, oof, yeah, you made him look bad for a guy that's supposed to like. But Buddy Murphy's getting a push, and so is <laughs> Aleister Black. I think Liv Morgan as a, a manager for Dolph Ziggler and. Uh, who is Liv Morgan? I'm, you know, I'm getting two of the chicks mixed up. Yeah, do, uh, it, Liv Morgan and what's it called? Okay, okay, I know Liv Morgan. All right, yeah, that's who I thought it was. Yeah, yeah but who is uh, Ruby Riot? I, for some reason, not Ruby the... Riot. There's another one. There's Liv Morgan, and then there's. Why am I going blank? Uh, there's uh, just in these quick searches. Sarah, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. Yeah, those. Yeah, they look the same. But I was getting Liv and um, Ruby Riot kind of mixed up. I'd have her be like the manager that Rude and Ziggler are going to fight over. Okay. And then you could always have her in matches as well. You know, like the the women's division needs it, it needs something. Even look if you put like a Nia Jax, you put Liv Morgan. Even if you put like a um, like Sasha Banks or or anybody right from from other organizations into AEW's women's division, and you don't you don't give them a title. You just give it stability, right? You yeah. put it. You bring in someone like a Tess Blanchard. Yeah, make Tess champ. I think Finn Balor would be their second biggest star if he went to AEW. It, it you do feel that WWE looks at him and goes, "We ha- we have Hulk Hogan talent, but we're giving you the test treatment." Yeah, we're yeah. giving you. We think you're going to be. You have potential, but we want to see you show it. And then they put him on their C show. Which works for him because he's getting paid like main event talent on a show where he just has to be in Florida every week. It it is true. Uh, Matt Riddle, I don't think they're ever going to use that guy, right? That's the barefoot guy, right? I think so. Yeah. I also uh, I watched a match from FCW that was on YouTube. Um, FCW, I think, is like an indie thing with uh, Orange Cassidy. I love that guy. And um, every time I put my hands in my pocket, I do a little fucking <laughs> the little thumbs up. No, a little fucking oh, a little kick. Little kick. Today when I was going, <laughs> I was opening up my trunk and I kind of just did the. <laughs> Who who's the who's the guy in TNA that that does the whole thing of you, you grab his 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 nuts and it's like his nuts are like powerful. Oh, I have no idea. I don't. I haven't watched TNA since fucking Abyss was there. Oh, wow. See, there's another guy. I think he's, what, in AEW's uh, no, backstage? He's, he's, no, he's in, in WWE? WWE's backstage. Ah. Him and Sugar Shane Helmsley. I don't, I'm not going to tell you what I... Oh, let's, let's not do that for that. Anyway. Stand yeah, but I, I watch... There's a hurricane coming. Oh, God. Him with a beard looks weird. Um, no, I, I saw Orange Cass- I actually saw Orange Cassidy wrestle. Wasn't that bad. He's not, especially since he does... Like ninety percent of his moves is the with his hands in his fucking pockets. <laughs> like the fact that he's running with his hands in his pockets and like diving over the top rope. Yeah, it, it's look. And the other thing too is, um, I, I thought of this when I was watching Raw. It's mimicking AEW in the spot fest category, and I don't necessarily like it. Like it's too yeah. spotty. It's like wrestling right now is too spotty. Stop. What match did I watch? It was. Some <clears throat> Japanese guy. Yes. And yeah. Buddy Murphy. Yeah. That's what I was kind of watching, too. And I'm like, this isn't. It's all right. You know what? But that match got zero reaction from the crowd. It did. You could hear like a mouse pissing cotton on that match. Like it was just there's you could have heard somebody's cell phone ring. There was nothing on vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to get past the whole mouse pissing on yes. cotton. 
Adam Cole. They're ne- those guys. They're excellent technical wrestlers, but Vince is never going to give them a push because he's already got guys like that. He's already got the skinny guy, you know that that can wrestle in AJ Styles and Finn Balor and and Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy and Ali and Ricochet, where you got these small, skinny, muscular little guys that can wrestle. Well, that's not Vince's style. He wants the the Batista test. Yeah, it, it, the the big v- guy Vince's uh, bodybuilder. Yeah, which is uh, I don't know. But that's all we got, so. You sure that's all we got? Yeah. Big fucking news. Babcock gets shit canned. Especially after Duma Duma said, Duma, sorry, said that, you know, we have to, wow, where did he get his pressure from, I wonder? Shanahan. Really? That's right, yeah, he's, why do I always get Shanahan and fucking um, Iserman mixed up? Both on Detroit. Wow, big fucking news. I'll put that. Bye bye, cock. (laughs) (laughs) The thoughts and opinions. See, like I would not, I would not want him because he's going to ask for a billion dollars and he's going to make it about himself. But it wouldn't surprise me if fucking Ray just goes and picks up the phone and says, "Would you be interested?" That's the at minimum he should. At minimum. Right. It but if he enough. turns around and says, well, I want $5 million a year, then and I'm go, sure, no, thank you. I go, all right, have fun. <laughs> then you say, you know. I don't want that guy, but whatever. If we got him, I wouldn't fucking cry about it. But that's I, our podcast for I, today. I didn't uh, cry after yesterday. I was just very angry. Thanks like, for listening. Bye. <laughs> that's the energy that's the energy after yesterday's game thanks thanks for surviving this podcast no we did okay we did alright this week we started hard. off like sad and life's we... hard I know I know yeah. hsskpod.com your home for the perfect blend of hockey and professional wrestling with your f- best friends on the best longest friends like the tag team on the longest episode. with cool fucking aviator shades bitch <laughs> The longest episodic podcast about hockey and professional wrestling. Where else can you go for this type of content? Apparently, Adam Graves' podcast. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, and if you're interested, Adam Graves and Corey Graves' brother. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a topic for another show. What a DNA test from is that a Vance? Hulk Hogan, uh, Paul Hogan? They were brothers. <laughs> Crikey, mate, you got muscles on top of muscles. <laughs> Eat your prayers. <laughs> Say your prayers. Watch the Crocs. <laughs> knife. Uh, it's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> Fucking. That was a hit movie in the 80s. <laughs> Congratulations. It's called the 80s. Holy shit. <laughs> Uh, you can get us on what Spotify. You can get us on Player FM, Google Play, Apple Podcast, Podbean. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, HSSK Pod. Please comment on stuff. Speak with us. Get involved in the show. We love it. Get other people listening too. Dave, oh, hold on. <laughs> Woo!
We don't hear this song a lot, so we should enjoy it. <laughs> we have to play the whole song because I, I don't I, I forget what it is. But hey, when we win, because I was there for our last win at home against the Pens last year. When we win, we hip hop hooray, my friend. <sighs> Poor Rob. Dave's over there, and you know what Dave gets to do? He gets the last word. Total.